figure it out, I guess. Uh, okay, so uh, welcome to all our listeners. Uh, if you're coming back or uh, after the first um, disastrous episode, thank- welcome back and thank you for giving us a try again. If you're coming here for the first time, uh, I don't know, good luck. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, this is uh, Shri, uh, one of your co-hosts, and this is where you come in, guys. <laughs> Okay, so this is... Okay, why do you say it's a disaster? It was... It turned uh, out really sorry. nice. Sorry. Uh, sorry. There's a little... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just said, why do you say it's a disaster? Oh, well, it turned out really yeah, nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then, Nina, that's for the audience to decide, right? We are the hosts, so... The audience will take a call on that. Uh... Well, if we don't believe uh, in ourselves, so that would be no the saying of our day. <clears throat> what if we don't believe in them? <laughs> 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 what we, who'll believe us if we don't believe them? Um, but <laughs> yeah, introduce yourselves again. <laughs> it it's getting introduce complicated. Introduce yourselves again, please, yeah. before we go on. <laughs> Nenad, sir, you first. Okay. I'm Ninad. I currently work as an editor, yeah. as a as in a copy nah, editor. Don't say the company name. Don't say the company. At uh, <laughs> no, of course not. At at a <laughs> medical communications agency. And uh, yeah, okay, that's and pretty much it. Pawan. Yes. So hi everyone. Uh, I'm Pawan. Pawan. So I ah, work as <laughs> so last name. <laughs> See, that's how James Bond says it, right? I reversed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with no last names we're not doing last names just for uh oh, it's fine whatever okay. i'll bleep it out don't worry okay, okay so uh, i work as a business analyst uh, in, okay. in a software company uh we make software for a, a particular international sorry, a particular multinational so okay. yeah that's about me okay so yeah we uh, welcome back to a second episode i guess and um it's been it's been what two weeks since our first episode. Um, I have been trying to distribute this with friends. Um, some of them, I guess, are listening. Others may or may not be listening. So I have no idea, to be honest. I did get feedback that our first episode was a little too long um, from a couple of people. They said it was uh, it was a lot to listen to for for an hour for an hour or so. So maybe we'll have to keep our keep a check on time this time, but. We'll try, and if we don't, you know, you know, you know what, you know what to, you know where to stick that criticism. So that's it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on with you guys? Nenad, <clears throat> well, I have a story to say, but I'll keep okay, it currently. The end. I'm... I'll bore you with it at the end. So okay. Currently, I'm just uh, twirling my beard with one <laughs> leg up on the chair. Like uh, we des- described those uh, guys last time. Are you wearing I'm a dhoti? in the same fashion. <laughs> and uh, Pajama. No, good. but a pajama. Uh, and it's white and mm. it has a, a nada as well. 
so <laughs> but uh, yeah i mean the last couple of weeks uh, not much else has been happening i'm just uh, i'm just looking forward to uh, mm. this this meeting with you guys that's all i'm looking forward to these days that's very sweet yeah that's... no I'm, i was asking about the dhoti because i was thinking of babu bhaiya from um, धोती वगैरह नहीं पहनता रे धोती नहीं लुंगी 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 इज अपन हेरा फेरी राइट सो it's uh, i i was just imagining him maybe wearing a gumcha like a little towel a red towel and uh, <laughs> yeah no i mean i feel like babu bhaiya is our mascot for this podcast uh, in terms of how corrupt all three of us are <laughs> yeah <laughs> we could make, make him our uh, our our you know podcast mascot mascot um and yeah for those of you who don't know what we're talking about we're talking about a movie called Hera Feri which came out sometime in the 1990s um it the uh, it's spelled H E R A space P H E R A that's uh, sorry P H E R I and it's a yeah it's it's kind of a it, there there's actually an english film that they uh they I think it's called 3 men and a baby this is from the 1980s and apparently Hera Feri is like a a bollywood um they they stole the movie and they did their own uh kind uh, of thing no, uh, uh, she uh, it wasn't the exact copy of uh, three men and a baby so mm-hmm. that's another movie by the same set of actors mm-hmm. or at least one one of the actors but uh, this uh, probably is a copy we'll have to google it but uh, it's not three men and a baby so in three men mm-hmm. and a baby the baby gets i mean they find a baby and they try to you know take care of the baby in some way mm-hmm. and, uh, they make a mess of a lot of things but this is uh, about a kidnapping so and uh, cross connections you know phone calls connecting to other people and uh, right know, but not that one yeah this is yeah it's a pretty funny version of whatever movie this was in english and uh it's the it, a lot of it is verbal comedy as well it's not just it's a lot of physical comedy but it's also a lot of verbal comedy and um yeah the the the, the character we're discussing is uh <clears throat> a very sanctimonious self-righteous marathi woman like ninad we like we claim ninad is actually well he's really nothing like that at all but <laughs> but we 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 that's the sort of mascot that we have because he's he's um, he's perfect Uh, he actually I, th- I feel like Babu Bhaiya belongs in in Pune rather than in Bombay. I don't know if you agree or not. But what do you guys think? Uh Babu Ah uh, no, he's 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 too messy <laughs> to be a Pune kar. <laughs> what do you think Pavan? Do you think he No, you know I agree. I mean, uh, he is not that sophisticated as Pune kars usually are. So he is the typical Mumbai Marathi man. Mm, interesting. I don't know. I feel like he could be from uh you know, I mean, it's like your 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 grandfather has a very infamous line which I'm not sure if we should even say that on the, on on the podcast. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about, you know, about uh you know. Yeah, we shouldn't say that it out loud. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, for our yeah. own physical safety. <laughs> no, no, no. Not but I feel at like you be and we'll, we'll tell Pavan the software. But I feel like he would be he could be a a version yes. of a punekar. Um 
depending on where what part of the city he lives in. Like, if he's definitely not from Sadashi Bridge, let's put it that way. <laughs> 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 Doesn't belong anywhere near Sadashi Bridge. Um, but uh, yeah, just uh, definitely, I, I don't know, no. I feel like he has a place there probably. Uh, maybe in Budhwar Bridge. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, and yes, but if you don't know what what I'm what, why we're laughing, it's a red light Google district. It. Yeah, no, I'll just say it. It's a red light district yeah. in Pune, but in the in the most like Indian of red light districts, like you'll have temples right next to you know brothels, and uh, yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a jarring experience when you walk through there. But anyway, it's more <laughs> more of a uh, historical place than just being a red light district. I think it's one mm. of the oldest in the country. Oh, and, is it? Yeah, and wow. uh, I mean, it has. I mean, obviously, that's uh, the area is famous for being a red light district. But mm-hmm. that particular area, it's it has historical significance, right, Nana? Uh, if I'm not wrong, the old. Uh. I'm not sure about the history of it, but it's a really old part of the city, and it sits right next to uh, Ravivarpet, which is mm. like the wholesale shopping district. <laughs> and I guess the oh, shopping God. part extends into <laughs> Budhwarpet as well. No, it actually what? does. So if you are, uh, what are you shopping it's for? Like a, it's like a typical uh, Indian bazaar. So yeah. you have a lot of shops on the footpath, and if you are yeah. just walking. Uh, you suddenly stum- stumble into the red light district area, yep. and you suddenly—it's uh, basically very intermixed. Like you know, yep. you know, there's there are no clear boundaries demarcating it. So you keep shopping, shopping, and you suddenly walk into the red light. No word for the wise: don't look down any alleyways. <laughs> 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 or if you or, or or do look down the alleyways if you want and to just discover to... what what you're looking for. <laughs> well, Sorry. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because. Uh, usually, uh, I mean, these days it's Corona time, but usually yeah. there is so much that even if you look, you not see your feet. Right, go ahead, Nina. Ha, no. If you keep your eyes level, you are in the wholesale shopping district, and if you look up, you are in the yes, they, they other kind of, hang of off shopping district. Ah. <laughs> uh, Yeah, even if it, if even if you like just look oh, yeah. at them for a moment, they will just oh absolutely be- beckon you uh, for I, like I mean, a I've, better I've word. I've been like shocked. Like I was walking through there very yes. sort of innocently and not realizing where I was, and I just looked through the lanes to see oh maybe I'll see like some kids playing cricket inside the lane, and I was like there were like fifteen women standing inside in the middle, like almost around twelve noon. So what I've noticed is that lunchtime is actually the worst time to be there because it's when all the shops are closing up for their siesta time. And uh, virtually the only people on the streets are, you know, prostitutes and their customers or potential customers. So it's yeah. it's like you go in and you look through the lane and you're like, oh, okay. Well, that's that's interesting. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a different life. Uh, it has a different. Uh, I know people, uh, you know, shun prostitution as a reason. I'm just getting a little bit. Uh, philosophical here, but sure, uh, sure. it's a vibrant lifestyle. Uh, it's basically an economy running there. It's a small, mini, uh, self-sustaining economy. <laughs> you have shops. You have. I mean, everyone lives together, and the business goes on. And yes, yeah. there are wrong things happening as well. I mean, 
things which are illegal you know people post into the business and stuff yeah. like that but uh, yeah yeah no it's um any kind of uh corrupt philosophy is welcome on the mysorean rocketeers i think <laughs> <laughs> no i'm actually i'm actually a big proponent of legalizing prostitution prostitution okay. you know uh, sounds more uh if you see uh, the real problem is not the act of prostitution if you actually look up the law that we have in india i mean i'll not speak about other countries at this point but if you look at the laws they mm-hmm. don't forbid prostitution as a practice mm-hmm. what's really illegal is pimping out uh, for prostitution and mm-hmm. soliciting so now right. if you don't solicit you cannot get a customer so <laughs> it's not illegal to you know uh, sell your body for sex what's illegal yeah. is the solicitation uh, process so that's why if you see uh, if you go online these days a lot of forums are online uh, mm-hmm. and and of course there are other laws which come into picture like you cannot use a, a residential uh, apartment you know for mm-hmm. prostitution or you know any uh, so if you have a commercial establishment uh, officially registered for massage as a massage parlor and you are running a Uh, sex racket is what mm-hmm. the technical term is mm-hmm. so in that case it becomes illegal but that's the other reason but if you actually look at the laws uh, governing prostitution the act of prostitution is not illegal it's mm-hmm. solicitation sorry my pronunciation is making me messed up <laughs> and uh, also the <coughs> pimping part so that's definitely a big no because that's uh, the real bad thing that really happens so these there are these gundas uh, mm-hmm. or in other words the goons mm-hmm. who control the streets uh, they have the muscle uh, so they provide protection to these prostitutes mm-hmm. and in turn they just you know take the money um, of the earnings of these late, uh, women mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. basically the at least that's what uh, i mean there are a lot of documentaries and uh, articles about it mm-hmm. but uh, that's what actually goes on and uh, if you legalize it you can regulate it because mm-hmm. today uh, a prostitute she cannot walk up to a police station and say that look i'm a prostitute something has happened to me you take action mm-hmm. because it's a very gray area so if you legalize it to so give identity cards uh, say prob- probably something like uh, that happens in uh, netherlands mm-hmm. in amsterdam uh, you walk around i mean they are all registered sex workers and they have mm-hmm. rights <clears throat> yeah Yeah, no, it, I think it it definitely will um, reduce the amount of uh, exploitation involved, but not necessarily exactly. get rid of it completely. I think, I think that's and one of the reasons. Part, yeah, and the worst part of this exploitation is not just the pimping out and you know forcible uh, induction of uh, women into the business. It's mm-hmm. children getting dragged into it. Children yeah. as young as six years, eight years. Uh, I mean, you read these newspaper stories where. you know uh, girls from nepal girls from mm-hmm. bangladesh they mm-hmm. just you know they're lured into it like they're mm-hmm. promised marriage or they're promised work like mm-hmm. uh, mumbai is the hub of uh, the business hub right so when someone right. talks about this to a village girl in bangladesh or nepal they have very high hopes that i'll earn money else and money home and they mm-hmm. get attracted to it and uh, children as young as 6 and 8 are also you know uh, the police takes action in those cases but only if it comes to light Mm-hmm. most of the mm-hmm. cases don't come to light because these are like dark alleyways and once you go inside uh there's no coming back yeah yeah it's quite uh, quite scary i mean um i was going to say you know even um 
I guess the the real way to stop it in one one sense is actually to educate the men who are their customers because if there are no customers, there's no business as such, right? So I don't know. It's it's hard to it's hard to it's a hard problem to tackle, but yeah, I mean, speaking of dark alleyways, yeah, but it's um, it like I was I was also thinking about just the on a very different note. I was thinking about the like the, the the architectural look of that area. Um, I've seen pictures of Sonagachi, which is another red light district in in uh, Kolkata, and it looks very similar. It's it's like these walk up one story, two story buildings with the walk up uh, uh, staircase from the outside, and there are balconies on top, and then the rooms. It's like a zal there as well. So it's it's interesting. Bhutanapet has the same kind of uh, structure. Uh, you have. You have upstairs, you know, op- the rooms that open onto the exterior, right? And uh, there are staircases from the outside that go up to the top. Yeah. Right, and uh, I I don't ever mm-hmm. imagine these buildings getting uh, redeveloped because I mean, as shady as the business is, I guess the owners and yeah. the people yeah. who operate those businesses are equally shady. So I don't, I don't even, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not would even be surprised if there are no papers to the building, and uh, until it falls, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think it'll get. Yeah, I, I get, doubt that uh, it will get redeveloped. Or, it's, uh, it's, redeveloped. Um, unless there is, like you said, a building, uh, you know, a building falls down, which is even worse because there be, you know, that would inevitably mean people would die because they'd be inside the, at the time. Yeah, and mm-hmm. if the ar- architecture looks similar, they're probably so about from like the 19th, same period, and they haven't century, been updated maybe. ever since. In some cases, wow, it's, it's quite quite old. Yeah, yeah. I imagine there are lots Possibly, of uh, yeah. bed bugs and whatnot in those buildings as well. Because of how old they are. Well, they come home with the you. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> So you can never truly no, say that happens in Budwar stays. Budwar uh, stays in Budwar because it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> no, I was just thinking about like an, just a quick astrological uh, association as well. So, uh, you know, the house where Venus debilitates. Venus being the one of the one of the um, main significations of the planet Venus in astrology is uh, for women. And the house where the the planet of women that signifies women debilitates is is uh, Virgo, which is the sign owned by by uh, Mercury, Bud. Right, so yes, debilitates, as in loses strength. Sorry, you know, did, loses, did you say uh, potency, Loses its uh, okay. ability to do to do positive things, things that we desire. Yeah, when, in, in Virgo. When it comes into the so house it, it's, it's, it's interesting that like so prostitution. Okay. One of the okay. ways to discover one of the significations is if if someone's Venus is in Virgo, they may end up being a prostitute. I mean, it's like a very very general one. There's so many other ones that really signify into it, but it it could lead to some sort of debilitation in terms of uh, an association with women. The prost- majority of prostitutes worldwide being women, of course. Uh, Sort of, it's interesting that it's Bhutvarpet is also like just the name and the and the sort of astrological association. I'm not sure if it was deliberate or not, but 
um, it's interesting that those two things kind of mesh in that way in that place and it's and it's next to WR page which is of course the Sun yeah and yeah. the Sun and Mercury are, are never separated um, just just by their astronomical uh, nature they're not separated by more than 30 degrees in the zodiac signs because of zodiac signs are just mappings of the positions in the sky so yeah you just see they're never really separated so they're right next to each other even in that in that neighborhood so <laughs> yes sorry sorry for that boring lecture on astrology um what no yes Yes. No, no, it was interesting. Let's not turn this into a self-congratulatory yeah. circle jerk, guys. <laughs> we we don't compliment each other. We just we tear each other down. That's what we do. <laughs> so yeah, what's what's going on with you, uh, uh, Pavan? Uh, other than <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a load of drivel! Never ever subject us to that. What? What? I didn't get that. I just called it uh, <laughs> unbearable driven. Yeah. Immediately <laughs> adapting to the new instructions. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. it's been so, Yeah. Um yeah, so last two weeks on my end have been really hectic. Mm. So some of you must have seen a few posts uh, that I've made on social media. So mm, no, I haven't were, actually. So uh, basically, we were fostering a few uh, stray pups uh, mm-hmm. for over a period of one and a half months, mm-hmm. almost a, one and a half months now. So they were basically some some person uh, decided to you know remove these dogs from their area mm-hmm. and uh, put them in a box and left them near our society. What a terrible thing to do. And uh, it was the cyclone season, so the cyclone Nisaga was about to hit. So mm-hmm. we decided that we'll just keep them in for a few days and then leave them out. Mm-hmm. But uh, it didn't work out that way. So when we brought them in, one of them got infected with a oh, uh, life-threatening disease. So there were mm-hmm. seven, one died uh, during treatment. Oh no. But uh, the six survived, now mm-hmm. they're healthy. But then the second problem came in now we have to get them adopted because we already have two dogs and eight dogs in the house is like a big dog house so uh, yeah there was dealing with that mess uh, you know there were complaints and stuff uh, but uh, there's been a lot of support as well mm-hmm. so uh, today uh, i have only two pups with me uh, most of them are either ad- so one of them is adopted and uh, three of them are fostered Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we are looking at leads, so probably by so that's one of them shouting. Uh, mm-hmm. So <laughs> probably by end of this year, we'll have uh, end of uh, this month, we'll have a few more adoptions. Mm, very good. Yeah. Yeah. So are the why? <laughs> <laughs> Not good. I mean, it's been a really stressful. No, you can't week. say very good. Yeah. What I good mean, deeds? Uh, there are no good it's deeds. It's not been <laughs> totally, a good time at all. Totally I mean, not. Yes, we were really happy with the, the, good deeds the, he's the doing. puppies at our home. It's against and, this. You know, we're playing <laughs> with them and stuff. 
but uh, it's been really stressful. Uh, now, when you say we, like, do you mean your wife as well, or are you just kind of? Yeah, yeah, me and my wife. <laughs> now, how can I alone do all of this? Was she was she just waiting for for the the dogs to like you know? Uh, bite you instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she wishes probably. <laughs> no, I can't. I can imagine. That's actually very nice of you guys to do. I think. And um, <laughs> but let's see. In a very non-ironic way, yes. It's so, not, the fight is not yet won. So only one got permanently adopted. Rest mm-hmm. are all in foster homes. So, uh, the next one. I mean, and we are start. There's a new lockdown starting from Monday. So for oh, two weeks, everything is locked up. No, not even essentials. Oh. So there was this deadline as well to get them settled before that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you are you back in Bombay now? Another you still at It's home? it's only for uh, Pune and PCMC. <clears throat> mm-hmm. No, yeah. I'm still here. So until they open up the office, I have no interest in going back. And uh, currently, mm-hmm. uh, as the situation stands, they are uh, pushing for more and more people to mm-hmm. take up uh, work from home permanently. Now I'm going to mm-hmm. tell them I d- cannot work like that permanently. I need to come to office in in order to perform efficiently. Um, mm-hmm. So let's see. I mean, it will be a phased uh, opening up. Only the most essential staff will be allowed to come in mm-hmm. phase one, and uh, that is supposed to start uh, tentatively in September, as of now. Of mm-hmm. course, if the situation in Mumbai worsens, uh, it will get pushed. Yeah, well, it's to, uh, it's been the end they've of been the year slowly opening things up here. Actually, they went into what they what they're calling stage two, which just means that. Um, you know they've they've opened up things but it with severe restrictions still so you can get a haircut now so there's that <laughs> uh yeah yeah so so yeah people who don't know me oh. who haven't who aren't okay. my so is that why you decided to grow social your... media access to my life because i'm not going to tell you my last name and i'm not going to accept any uh uh, if you do find me and you try to follow me, I'm gonna reject you very, very cruelly. <laughs> um, but um, no, but I, I've been shaving my hair for for a while. Actually, no, it really had nothing to do with that. It was more, <laughs> um, like I, I tend to, you know, I've done this whole shaving my head thing at various times of my life, and it, it's just kind of like it's like a bit of a, it's like a, like a psychological impulse, I guess you could say. Like I'm like, okay, it's time to do it, and then I just do it until I feel ready to stop doing it so i guess i just felt the calling <laughs> to stop doing it so that's what happened and then i was like okay i guess i'll stop doing that now <clears throat> that's right calling for the calling God. yeah calling oh to, god calling yes. for the calling of I'm, so- I'm sorry folks yes it's true we're, we're big nerds <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say and there Well, Pavan is already a father to eight, uh, eight four. Yeah, like and we are children, almost so. of dad age, so I mean, a few do- dad yeah. jokes would not be out of place. <laughs> not eight anymore. So right now we have four, and we have a handful. 
Okay. How many how many uh, cows are you selling these dogs for? <laughs> how many cows? Yeah. Actually, uh, okay, uh, let's digress a bit. I was actually having this. So uh, for the last two months, you know, I've been you know going around with these people <laughs> who are actively who are active volunteers mm-hmm. who do a lot of um, animal welfare work. Yeah. And uh, what I realized that. Uh, the laws in India are actually very favorable if you want to set up something mm-hmm. to get uh, not just as an NGO working for animals, mm-hmm. but work for animals in a, as a non not for profit. The only thing that is required uh, is basically uh, so funding is the most important thing, right? So mm-hmm. either you depend on donations or you generate your own revenue. Right. So. I, uh, during this, uh, I, I was just trying to explore like how people, how these organizations actually work. Mm-hmm. So most of the NGOs who deal with dogs, they uh, they basically are re- reliant on donation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's donation based. But the Indian government actually facilitates something called the Gaushala program. <laughs> so uh, if you open up a Gaushala and yes. if you have at least 500 cows and I think that the time frame of around uh, three years so you should be in business for three years then you actually get some kind of funding from the government as well some kind of grants from government as well how old is this program uh, no, there are many programs. So, so basically uh, I did some uh, online research so what I found what was that uh, Maharashtra uh, no sorry Pune and in and around Pune there are around 50 Gaushalas wow it's across the board like uh, mm. Madhya Pradesh I mean state government have their own incentives so Madhya Pradesh government actually facilitates uh, gives more funding and you know subsidizes uh, stuff and things like that and the various governments have their own policies so uh, so animal welfare uh, is actually an area where um, uh, obviously it's not sole profit you cannot mm-hmm. sell and live off those animals but you can generate revenue which will not only help the animals but also uh, the society on a broader level. Mm-hmm. So what I saw was biogas was one of the big areas. So people have these 500, 600 cows who nobody wants and uh, usually they go to the butchers uh, and instead of doing that, they get them to the goshalas, they feed them mm-hmm. and the dung generates gas which is sold off. So mm. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the, all of the extra farting must be a bonus. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm just imagining <laughs> hooking up like hoses well, to cows' I didn't asses. realize it's funny, but okay. <laughs> That's right. Like right inside, you put a little hose right into their right. Yep, not even, so, not even a so that every time they dangerous biogas gets wasted. <laughs> the, that's more dangerous, you know. I mean, even science, that's methane. Uh, parts are methane, right? So uh, that's dangerous not only for environment, Sorry. it's highly inflammable as well. It's silent and deadly. <laughs> but if you're, if you're, if you're gathering it via a hose you're obviously not letting it to it, it into your nose you're obviously going to store yeah. <laughs> store it somewhere <laughs> so, um, and it's not just methane it's hydrogen sulfide and a lot of other nice things oh god <laughs> 
all things bright and beautiful i'm sorry and all things so dark and smelly yes <laughs> okay well that's yeah that's an idea yes well i'm sure the indian government will take that up after after listening to our our beautiful podcast, podcast. yes <laughs> no so yeah so there's a big partiality there is this only it, for specifically uh, specifically are, are for cows you cannot have buffaloes you cannot have dogs you cannot have goats so it's specifically for cows buffaloes uh, i think uh, buffaloes for buffaloes you can keep buffaloes but to earn subsidies you need to show the numbers of cows yeah, but listen that makes sense to me because you can't um you can't eat dogs like especially did you hear that nagaland thing yeah they banned they- I I I was really like struck by the hypocrisy of all these people. Con- I I learned about it from social media, of course, because I have no. Yeah, yeah, they banned it. Yeah. Um, you know, because I have my head up my own ass, uh, quite far up there. But uh, the um, the yeah, the I, I the hypocrisy of the people who are commenting were like, oh, this is so great, and I'm just and occasionally you'll get one person who's like just saying, oh, what about cows then? And then they're just like dead silence. <laughs> So no uh, no no so uh, on that I would actually have I have a slightly different opinion so uh, yes in, in India we have a very close relationship with cows uh, not just uh, you know religious I mean not just because of religion but cows have been very significant in the way the Indian uh, civilization culture developed mm-hmm. but if you look at dogs I mean dogs are I mean, they're a different animal altogether we are dog is without dogs humanity could not have existed i mean i mean there are uh, theories and uh, i mean i wouldn't call there's no real hard evidence but that's how uh, the archaeologists and uh, the ancient historians they uh, write the material that without dogs humanity could not have existed because dogs were the first animals that became so if cows are on such a high pedestal because without cows a society could not have progressed or could not have reached where it is today then dogs play dogs should be on a higher pedestal because without dogs no human humanity itself would not have existed because it was the first wolves who became dogs uh, and the first humans used them to save themselves against the other wild animals so you show the greatest appreciation by eating them and making a part of your them a part of yourself. So that's right? a misconception. Yeah. But then again, No, no, uh, no. I I'm, I'm, I'm saying so, that I'm saying that that's the way, right? Because you're showing great no, But I was actually uh, you mentioned hypocrisy, right? So I was also <laughs> by the hypocrisy of it. You know? Yeah. You know why? Uh it's not a new thing. Mm-hmm. People eating dogs in Nagaland has been there since 19 I mean, I don't know when. I mean, uh, I mean the for a long time. Yeah. and suddenly two whatsapp posts come up and it's a big issue like people in nagaland eat uh, dogs they have always uh, been eating dogs it's just that you realize it today so that's something that hit me like i mean if you had really so much concern you would have known about this some time back yeah uh, well anyways better late than never there's actually a story about vishwamitra maharshi uh in in one of the puranas i, I have to look up the exact um Yeah, but you know, we don't care about hard evidence, so I'm just going to tell tell you what I know about it. Um so there's a story about Vishwamitra Maharshi about how he uh apparently ate a dog uh yeah uh, in a, in um dog's rear end in the famine. 
so there, I mean, there's this, you know, there's there, there, it's not like the eating of animals has been in general has been uh, a very uh, a new thing in general, but it's what, what, what I found very uh, uh, stupid was that they, the same people, will go to KFC and eat chicken and, and make yeah. a big deal out of eating chicken. So I'm I'm just like who you know like you know what, what world do you people live in? Do you think that those animals are also you know your chickens are very happy to die for you? <laughs> you know, so it's a it's a <clears throat> it's a very stupid um, it's a very stupid uh, argument you know the people made I thought and um, yeah I was really disgusted by the whole oh you know we shouldn't we should save the dogs I mean they just put, I saw this one picture that I think that was probably widely circulated about. Of a bunch of dogs in sacks and with their yeah. heads sticking out and i was just yeah. like you know people like if you've seen <clears throat> if you eat if you eat meat in general you know it's not the it's not like it's uh you know the, the animal is gonna go voluntarily you know just gonna lie down and <clears throat> and the meat just kind of bloodlessly comes off and just because it's a dog people are, are suddenly very you know up, up in arms about it and at the same that's time that's exactly the reason Shri. that's exactly the reason so there's always a degree right mm-hmm. uh, like for example if i am um, the most stupid question that um, meat eaters usually ask vegans mm-hmm. that uh, you are eating plants you are killing the plant mm-hmm. how is it different from killing an animal so that's the most stupid question that is yeah it is um, a very stupid question asked by meat eaters to vegans or yeah. vegetarians mm-hmm. uh, and the answer to that is um, it's all about the degree Mm-hmm. you cannot eliminate suffering completely and yet we you know in this world you know survive and progress you mm-hmm. there would be suffering would be <coughs> i actually read this line in some wonderful uh, fantasy novel uh, i don't remember the name yet uh, it was an awesome uh, fantasy novel but there was this one uh, paragraph or sentence i'll just summarize it mm-hmm. uh, what it said is your civilization is based on death mm-hmm. Bear dead things, you eat dead things, and uh, you you thrive on death. Mm-hmm. And there was other examples and so that's our civilization. I mean, everything we eat, we have to kill something to eat. Everything that we wear comes. I mean, these days, yes, you have uh, plastics and uh, polyesters and you know nylon, which are synthetically created. But they no, they're they're uh, no no. Hold on. Uh, anything that comes out of petroleum is actually dead plants uh, and animals. Exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> anything that comes out of thousands of years ago. Thousands of years, it's of years ago. They they died and then so, they became petroleum. <laughs> exactly. So everything is basically <clears throat> that was living before. It's all about the degree and the closeness of that particular species uh, to our species mm-hmm. um, in our history. Mm-hmm. I'll just give a fun fact because I'm talking so much. <laughs> I found something about something really interesting, and I, I tried to notice it. Yeah. When you look at any animal, try this, uh, and this is for the audience as well. Just try it out. Mm-hmm. When you go and look at any animal, can you gauge the animal's feelings from its eyes? I mean, mm-hmm. eyes are human beings' most expressive features, right? By looking at a person's eyes, you can. Um, uh, get an idea of the emotions the person is going. Mm-hmm. So, Pavan, you mean you mean gay? <laughs> <myself. laughs> because gouging guys are. I didn't want to no, say no, it, no, no, like, but, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Yeah. So if you look at those eyes, that's that's a really brutal test. That's a that's a real scoop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. On that yeah, beautiful so, note. <laughs> yeah. But before anyone kills me, I I'll, I will provide the um, the source for the story of Vishwamitra Maharshi. It's from uh, Mahabharata Shanti Parva, hundred and forty-first chapter. So mm. that's where the story is from. But anyway, um, yeah, what I was going to say was, yeah, no, I mean, the the whole thing with dogs is just, I, I, I appreciate that people are, you know, feeling like bad about it or whatever, but come on, like, if you eat meat, you have no reason to complain, you know. <clears throat> Achha, uh, tell me something. I recently read what was uh, forwarded to me as a joke. And I, I mean, I uh, mm. had a good laugh and but then it got me thinking. <laughs> So uh it was a picture okay. of a herd of buffaloes and the joke went dood to tum hamara bhi peete ho phir gaay ko hi kyun maata mante ho and hashtag oh my god that's 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 incredible so, i mean okay go on <laughs> yeah so i mean yes. uh, let me translate it so it's it means that uh, you drink our milk also so why just yeah, why do you why do you consider cow cows the the gods matter only yeah only sacred. cows to be sacred and black lives matter so I, i i laughed at it but then it got me thinking so do you have any idea why cows are better than buffaloes in our eyes anyway well i can I, the only I, the only reason is, completely jokey way the only reason i could favor bu- cows or buffaloes is that buffalo milk gives me diarrhea so there's that but <laughs> just too much fat in buffalo milk it gives me diarrhea anytime i drink it but i uh, have a better theory steve yes it's again the expression and looks you look at a cow <laughs> you see this is a you bad. feel empathetic okay, let's just, let's not you look at a buffalo it doesn't look this is a fantasy ยังไงซึ่งซึ่งซึ่งซึ่งซึ่งซึ่งซึ่งซึ่งซึ่งซึ่งซึ่งซึ่งซึ่งซึ่งซึ่งซึ่งซึ่งซึ่งซึ่ง
animals that have their own agency and their own ability to act and their own desires to live or not live or whatever else they may have. I mean, we don't really know what level of consciousness has developed because they don't have language. They don't communicate with us in the same way we communicate our feelings. So, yes. Oh, but wait. Did you know that Nyaneshwar had uh, ah, made, uh, made a male this. buffalo recite uh, the Vedas? Yeah. That may be true. Who knows? I mean, I wasn't it, there. You weren't there. It's a story, there. obviously, <laughs> but you know. They, give you a <laughs> maybe, yeah, and maybe they don't have a language, but to, I guess uh, they could be. Yeah, uh, divine intervention. I I'll, know, I'll give you a better be contemporary speak. example. Who knows? <laughs> um, have you heard of Swami Nityananda? Probably you have. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> so he has a video where. <laughs> oh yes. That I've they have these. Have uh, they are training these him. animals to speak like human beings, and they will be reciting Vedas in Sanskrit. And that he claims that he will probably do let, in let few him, years. Let him make for, for first make people recite <laughs> Vedas, then he can go and uh, make buffaloes recite Vedas. <clears throat> first of all, let him just make sense. Some some amount of sense. It, 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 does, it doesn't matter. What, Otherwise, he'll whether screw they, up the language of those animals. He has. Uh, he has some kind of uh, hold over people that they respect yeah. him so that's really all that matters but you no know, just to circle back to the other thing yeah no they yeah so essentially when we talk about why we favor one animal or not we're we're treating them as uh, means to our end rather than as also as ends in themselves if we did then we wouldn't be mistreating them so i mean i'm a vegetarian i i did eat yes. at one point i i you know gave that up and came back to vegetarianism and it was a more moral stance. I mean, it, it took me sort of this, like, it took me figuring something out and coming back to it. But becoming a vegetarian again was a matter of uh, saying, well, you know, there are better, worse ways of using animals. I try to limit the amount of dairy I eat more for health reasons than for um, necessarily for ethical reasons. But yeah, I try to, you know, I feel like <clears throat> there, there are more harmful and less harmful ways to, to treat other living beings um, milking a cow or a buffalo probably if in a humane way in a, in a you know as minimally painful way is probably more ethical than chopping them up for food you know so it, it just seems like it's a very sort of straightforward thing but yeah I mean there's like the way we you know for instance you know um, all the love of animals uh, of dogs now in India you know it's a very new thing dogs weren't considered uh all that high up uh, traditionally in India. So in that same story, um, there's a the, the story is actually that because he ate this meat, so he actually sees this. So he story goes of Vishwamitra Maharshi actually is stealing the dog meat from somebody's house because it's a famine going on and that he's unable to find any other food. 
So he's about to die, and to just survive, he has to eat this meat. So the 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 person whose house he's stealing this from actually says, uh, "A dog is even lower than a fox, and of the dog's body, his ass is the worst, is the lowest part. Lowest being, you know, in terms of value or in terms of uh, its uh, suitability for for food or whatever." So, uh, it, and and it's it's sad that he should be eating this kind of thing. So, you know, it's it's a uh, this love for dogs is actually a very new thing. I think people didn't eat dog meat traditionally in India more out of uh, revulsion rather than from love for dogs. So, true, true. Oh, uh, but then see, that's a matter of culture as well. Like mm-hmm. that's what Indian culture uh, is. What you are describing. I mean, mm-hmm. in India. that's been the history but yeah. if you actually look at some of the i mean today's west is a very recent concept but mm-hmm. if you even if you go into ancient history mm-hmm. um the egyptians worship dogs the anubis the god of uh, i think i don't know what god he is but he's called anubis he has mm-hmm. a dog so dog has been it's a matter of culture again so in india probably i mean again i'm just giving out a wild theory Uh, probably we had civilization come in much faster or much earlier and because of that we did not ha- need the dogs as much as a wander a wanderer gatherer um, group of people would require so you know ancient Egypt ancient Greece uh, ancient Greece I'm not really sure yeah, but ancient Egypt yeah. for sure I mean they worship dogs and uh, the especially the barbarians during the roman era the huns the goths the visigoths these guys were really into dogs i mean they did not worship uh, the dog but uh, they had i mean they used it for war basically but mm-hmm. uh, they had very high regard and and that's what has rubbed off i mean the western culture that's how they evolved and today um, because the western culture is uh, no more to predict mm-hmm. how it is eastern culture but otherwise uh, I mean, it's a matter of culture. I mean, yes, India and China are definitely not. I mean, talk are not uh, that relevant because these are very ancient civilizations, and uh, and this is where civilization comes from. So they never needed a dog, or maybe they needed, but they because after some time you rely on other things. So cow became the primary source of income, and that was a priority. I mean, just a wild theory. I don't know. Search on Google. And that, folks, is why we call him Baba Ji. <laughs> uh, by the way, so the reason Baba Ji is talking too much today is because he's having a couple of beers as well. So. Oh! Are <laughs> <laughs> you should have told me? Yeah, I would have also had something then. I'm sitting. Mm-hmm. but uh, coming back to dogs now i don't know where this comes from but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. images of shiva or images of uh, shri datta there are a lot of uh, dogs around i mean just sitting at their feet or, no 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 i don't know where not. the reference comes from definitely not some bo- artist's imagination and it got so popular so it comes or, from it comes uh, from what, um, what was it shiva and uh, well So Datta is a little different. I'll I'll get into that next. But but Shiva is actually supposed to be a um, a yogi who lives in the cremation, uh, you know, the 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 place where the cremations take place, the the funeral grounds, right? And uh, dogs tend to be there generally because you know 
they're they're looking for bones. <laughs> I hate to say it that way, but that's the truth. <laughs> like they're they're there for bones. <laughs> Stray dogs will tend to congregate in places like that. Um. So they, they yeah. So he's around, and then you know he's kind of he becomes this uh, you know like a, a beastmaster almost, right? He's Pashupati, so he is actually the beastmaster. So I don't know if you've seen. Have you guys seen the Beastmaster, the TV show? From from the 1990s. Oh, uh, you guys got to look it up. It's an American. No. During, I think this used to air with uh, along with uh, Street Talk and Night Rider. Yeah, it's remember. a 1990s yeah. TV Old show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Beastmaster is 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 it is an interesting English translation of Pashupati. So he is he you know he's associated with things like that. I mean he's a, he's a yogi who's sitting in in you know he's meditating on death. Um, so there's that. So Dattatreya is is an interesting uh, deity also, or interesting representation also, because uh, he's a combination of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva all together. So he's he's uh, he's like a he's Trimurti sort of combined. And I, there there are tons of stories that I really don't, I haven't looked into too much. But I believe it's in the Bhagavatam that that story even shows up. But it's essentially supposed to be a combination of all those energies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he Captain Planet. Exactly, that's right. He's Captain Planet. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> god. Yeah. Earth, air, wind, fire, love. <laughs> Heart. Heart, I'm heart. sorry. Heart. No. Heart. What was the other one? There were like six of them, weren't there? <laughs> A spirit? Yeah. No. no. Earth, earth, fire, heart. wind, water. <laughs> by our, by our hmm. powers combined, I no, by your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. It's a lot like. Um... Raja Rajeshri, the story of Raja Rajeshri is very similar. All the male gods combined, they they uh, they they all pray together, and then you know Devi takes form in the it's like the most in her most complete form to kill, of course, Mahishasura, the the buffalo demon. The buffalo king. Oh wow! Right, so Mahishasura is the buffalo demon. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with our projection on onto animals or, or other things. But um, it, it really, I don't know how, how de- you know, in terms of when we say that animals are lower or higher, essentially what we're saying is, uh, at least within the Vedic culture, what, what the whole point is that are they sacrificable or not, right? So dogs can never be sacrificed in a, in a ritual. So they're a very low animal that way. But and buffaloes can be, but they're not. Uh, but cows can't be either. But for a different reason, or they they used to be actually. Cows used to be sacrificed. Um, anyway, I won't go into that too much now because I'll get murdered for this kind of thing. <laughs> Even though I come from the right kind of background to not get murdered, I might get murdered for saying that out loud. So <laughs> yes. So anyway, anyway. Plus you, you have a father. Yeah, no, but it doesn't matter. I mean, help. and also if they pull my pants down, I, I won't have the right kind of. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Tuma, tumara aujar theek nahi rahega. Oh God! 
Oh god, okay. So now that we've talked about circumcision. <laughs> I think we've come full circle for this episode. What do you guys feel? Do we keep going or do you want to keep talking? Oh yeah. Well, we can uh, end the episode yeah. and maybe we can just have a conversation later. <laughs> How do you feel, Nina? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you mentioned right. We have to wrap yep, it up within uh, one hour. We have, so, to yeah, we're, we're yeah, we're actually well short of an hour. I think I think with the first like five or ten minutes, we're gonna get cut off anyway because um, yeah. of uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So circumcision is a really it's <laughs> very it's a very podcast because circum and cision. We have come full circle. Yes, it's a very it's a very bloody end here. to a very messy process. <laughs> So, <laughs> oh god. Anyway, uh, yeah. It's uh, so if if anyone's still listening at this point, it's been nice having you with us, and and you know, thanks for putting it up again, once again with our bullshit for an hour. Um, we have an email account now. I don't think I uh, advertised that before. Um, yeah. So we have an email account. It is uh, just the tipu. That is J-U-S-T-T-H-E-T-I-P-P-U at gmail.com. Um, you can write to us and tell us uh, what a wonderful or not wonderful job we're doing. Uh, you can you can send in your stories or things you want to share with us and, and have us you know, read out. Um, I, you know, is that be a, do you think we, we, could, we could start doing some segments in future episodes? What do you guys think? Yeah. Like a, like a listener mail segment, yep, sounds or, good. you know, um, <clears throat> yeah. We we'd also like to have guests, I think, and um, you know, I don't know. We we have we have one guest planned. We were hoping to get him on today, but it didn't work out. Uh, we will bring somebody on in future episodes. But are you guys open to getting strangers for guests? People calling in, maybe, and and uh, hell yeah, yeah. I'm in. Sure, yeah. If you if you want yeah, to, sure, why not? Talk to us or. Tell us how much we suck, then yeah, you're welcome to come on, talk to us, and tell us that. Tell us, tell the audience to fuck off. Then that that's also an option. Uh, yeah, so email us your comments. Uh, please keep listening. Uh, you know, I don't know if we're if the reviews are starting to show up on the podcast pages yet because it's just been just the second episode, so they may. But please do review the the, the podcast if you. Uh, yeah, you can be honest. I mean, I'm, we're not uh, we're not shy of criticism. We, it would make uh, it would make our um, our life uh, it would make our work better. So please do let us know what you think. Uh, yeah, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. We'll 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 we'll, uh, we'll talk to you, we'll talk you to death in the next episode. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, to our listeners, yeah. have a great week uh, ahead. Um, have a pleasant. Uh, Saturday and or Sunday depending on where it is right now um, we're recording this on July 11th uh, in uh, both India and uh, and Canada and uh, yeah talk to you soon Bye-bye. bye 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 bye